apologies to your uh, your eardrums for the. Uh, well. This meeting is being recorded. Well, thank you, Mrs. Zoom. Mrs. Zoom, she's married. Uh, to Siri, of course. That's a you know equal opportunity uh, marriage right there. That's beautiful. I very almost just hit the button that said leave meeting when it gives you the prompt. <laughs> it says meeting's being recorded. It gives you one last chance to duck out. Before you go on the record, I don't know what I w- how I would have reacted to that. I've been quite the bummer. If you just vanished, have you ever been booted from a Zoom meeting as a joke? No, I've not. No. Sometimes I have Zoom calls with friends, and I'll make like a bad pun or something. I'll just get kicked out of the meeting. Wow. And then there's a waiting room, so I don't even get to log back in and like make a grand entrance. I have to sort of sit in the waiting room for thirty seconds until they deem my reappearance worthy. Sit in timeout. I suppose I've earned that. You definitely have. You're listening to Ketchup Cast, the podcast where, believe it or not, we do not discuss condiments. You have, so this is, it doesn't have to be a bit, it's just something I, I was wondering about. You have lighter hair than I do. Yep. Do you ever find gray hairs? Uh, is that know. a thing that you can... Not like, regularly. Okay. I was washing my hands at work today and I looked up in the mirror and I saw this long, pale looked like a string coming off my mask and I was like, and I hoped desperately that it was a string because it was a long, gray piece of thread and I sort of shifted my mask and it was in fact a big, gray beard hair Mm. growing out of my chin. Well, beard hairs are different. Beard hairs are different. My hair, I've had my real hair be gray before too in uh, last spring in like the quarantine part of the pandemic. Really? It, uh, I had like a streak of gray that has since sort of been hid- hidden, but it was... A little touch of gray. Distinguished. There you go. I was just curious, because I have very regularly find them in my beard and get a little panicky that I'm aging, but that's okay. No, I've never really seen gray hairs, um, the beard hairs, though, coming out on the mask. Yeah. Very much a thing. Or like... Coming out in the mask, getting stuck in the mask, and then you find yourself choking on them a little bit later? Yes. Do you have that issue? Oh, very much so. Very much so. It's a hassle. But I'm not going to shave just for, to wear a mask. I, yeah, I mean, I guess not, you know. I'll probably keep it shorter. Anywho, uh, this is episode 52 of Ketchup Cast. Yeah. If we'd, if we'd been doing this weekly, we would have just finished up our first year. <laughs> well, that hasn't happened, but that's so. Okay. This is uh, three and a half years, something like at that. At this yeah. point, so we we got it to the yearly, yearly release or weekly. We're doing really good, man. We've we've sent out. We are, good yeah, we are killing it. Uh, of course, depending on how long it takes us to record some things, these episodes may be quite delayed. Oh yeah, that's okay. It's totally fine. So how is it going? Uh, doing pretty good. You texted me earlier in the week, like while I was still at work about oh shit i did i text so i texted you this forgetting that you had said that you had cell reception out there now so i thought this is just like a thought i had at like midnight one night or or thereabouts and just texted you with the idea that you would see it when you got back and it would just be something that i could sort of yeah. text you and not have to worry about it but you responded very shortly thereafter oh it was great man uh about a new thing that little caesars is doing for the world the crazy calzone. And guess what I had for dinner tonight? You have to t- tell me all about it, Isaac. <laughs> you know, I really think, I mean, it's no surprise that Little Caesars is uh, is on the cheap and low. But I think what they just did is they took a regular flat pizza bread, pizza dough, and then just like folded it up kind of fancy and like put some extra cheese there and then folded it. Hmm. Like... I- I don't see the different, although there were bacon bits inside the little fold, which were pretty good. But other than that, I don't see the uh, the new, you know, I, I think they're just reshuffling the old ingredients. You know what I'm saying? My stance on it is I don't get why it has to be both a pizza and a calzone. Right? Why not just commit to one? You could, they could so easily say this is our limited time calzone. Exactly. Easy peasy. They've made pizza. Pizza's sort of the thing they do. For sure. You don't need to convince me to get a calzone with with the promise that there's a pizza glued onto the end of this calzone. Yeah. It's also, I, I find it very difficult to look at. 
which is maybe a strange thing to, to say. Of, like every time I look at pictures, I, I watched a couple like video reviews of it because I wanted to see people eating it because I was just so perturbed by this thing. It's it, it's just hard to look at. It's this strange pinwheel shape. It is a weird cross shape, like you're summoning some sort of pizza demon. But yeah, it was pretty good. I don't know. It was more cheesy than the regular pizza. It's got like a white sauce, right, in the calzone? Maybe I'll have to try it just to... It's, it's like, what, eight bucks? It's slightly for... more expensive than the regular pizza, which is kind of disappointing. But for just like folding over half of it, you know what I'm saying? I didn't expect much from your Little Caesars, but I don't know if I expected this. It's really okay. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know. They have a lot of weird items. I got their pretzel crust pizza a couple months back, or oh, whenever yeah. it was. Maybe it was that maybe that was last winter. I can't tell. Hmm. But that was that was okay. That was an item I would I would eat again. Okay. I've had, I did their pepperoni stuffed crust. Yeah. Like the cheese and pepperoni stuff. That's pretty good. Well. So. But the calzone, maybe not not as much of a hit. Uh, you know, it's I'd probably do it again, but it's not okay. like fantastic. I don't know. Was it crazy? Uh, not as crazy as it could be. Was it calzone? Sure. I mean, only halfway calzone. Calzone adjacent. Calzone adjacent. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Well, you heard it here first, folks. It's all right. It is half okay. It is half okay. They always put out these, like, a lot of places do this, like these limited time offers, but they don't say when it goes away Right. most of them. When's it going to go away? Tell me when I need to finish this thing by. They just put out, like, a new social media marketing thing. I... I got an ad from them probably because they know that you know mark zuckerberg is listening to our podcast or and all the things we say at all times and he, he's heard us mention little caesar so i get ads for them and they have like like a hashtag how the heck do you eat this thing challenge wow where you you have to videotape yourself eating the crazy calzone well here's another surprise use the hashtag here's another surprise is that it came with marinara sauce to dip to dip in. I, I would assume yeah did did you partake I, it was it was fine but like you wouldn't I, I don't know. Does it need more sauce is my question. Because, like, really, if it's a properly made calzone or a properly made pizza, you don't need to add more sauce. Right, you've got the right amount of sauce to begin with. Right? So, like, why are we adding sauce to this thing? You know? I don't know. It's like a lack. Maybe they're not as confident in it. Right? New so, new products, so they want to hedge their bets and be like, you, you know, we don't know if we got the concoction quite right, so we're just going to give so you more sauce. So just dunk it. Just yeah, dunk it. Just dunk it. D- dunk it till it tastes good. Just, you do you, man. It, it's your calzone. We just provided the ingredients. You get to... <laughs> you get to do it. Little Caesars comes out with a calzone make your own kit. I'd buy that. Calzones are good. Yeah, calzones are pretty good. Do you ever do the uh, the little like buy the the pizza bread at the the grocery store and then make your own? Like make my own calzones? No, make your own pizza. I did that for dinner tonight. Actually, oh there you go. Yeah, I I prefer a homemade pizza most of the time. Yeah, dude. But sometimes a, a you know pizza i didn't have to make that is disgusting and greasy and bad for me is also what i want I was gonna say, badly. It's, it's probably healthier than uh, oh significantly yeah i'm sure i use probably way less cheese than little caesars does i probably use more cheese you're probably doing it better than i am then i don't know but pizza tonight i definitely use more cheese i went kind of ham well not kind of ham kind of mozzarella kind of mozzarella that's really all i gotta say on that but uh well it's good to know i i may have to yeah Give it a try. Have you had their deep dish pizza? I have not. You know, I never never thought to risk it that far. I've I haven't either. People rave about it on the internet. Sometimes I, I you know, browse the Little Caesars forums, and that's what I find people tend to recommend the most is their their deep dish. The Little Caesars Reddit. There there is one. <laughs> uh, there's a Reddit for literally every single subset of anything you could possibly imagine. That's a good point. Reddit's like the library of Alexandria of internet bullshit. Yeah. I've been getting more into Reddit. I guess that's another story. Yeah. But uh, I use it for Dungeon Dragon stuff a lot because there's a lot of good like Dungeon Master conversations on it. Ah. Wow. But I browse. I don't have the app. I use like just in my browser. Sure. And every once in a while, if you're scrolling through your browser on mobile, anyway, you'll reach like halfway through a discussion thread and like you can't read anymore unless you download our app. Oh man, I'm trying to. And then that. I don't read it anymore. I'm not. I'm not being bullied into downloading an app. Uh, sure you do you i guess people tried it with tiktok i still haven't downloaded tiktok good do you have a tiktok i do not have tiktok no we might be the only ones left you know probably i see tiktoks reposted on on twitter all the time so basically the same thing yeah or on youtube the tiktok compilations 
Do you ever watch a TikTok compilation and see someone you know? Has that ever happened to you? Somebody I know? Yeah. Whoa. No, that'd be wild. Because TikTok's, you know, it's not the same, like, celebrity status as Vine was, for example, where, like, you had Vine stars. You've got TikTok stars, but, you know, everyone's got their moments of fame on TikTok. Sure. And I've, I've not people I know well, but I've seen, like, people I've had a class with or, or you know. Really? Yeah, I've seen sweatshirts from my camp on TikTok videos. Well, but not on, like, YouTube TikTok funniest TikTok compilations. I did see a girl that auditioned for a comedy group that I was in, in one of those. Wow. She, she didn't get in. That is impressive, man. So, I don't, you know, she got on the TikTok compilation, but not into the sketch comedy troupe. Well, fair enough. So, what's the better, who's to say? Uh, wow. That's wild, dude. That's cool. Yeah, I was, I saw her, and I was like, there's no way that's her, and then I looked up her at, and it was her. At me, bro. Um... That was a thing that wasn't even on our list, but we nailed it. Uh, it off the cuff. Off the cuffer. Trademark. Yeah, maybe that we we should trademark that thing, man. It's pretty good. You know how like some podcasts have like sound effects. We gotta like get an off the cuffer like sound effect. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna put that one on you. That's your job. Make the sound effects. All of it's my job, Isaac. Well, yeah, I, I'm just here to look pretty. It's an audio format, exactly. Isaac. <laughs> um. You got the easy job here. Uh, I sure do. Uh, anyways, well, what what is on your list then? Let's, let's well, dive in. I just minimized the. I didn't. Oh wow. How did I? Okay. I don't know how technology works. Um, my phone's over. In, oh, wow. I really didn't set up for this very well. Do you want to do you want to pull up the the messages? Yeah. Tell me what I put on my list because I can't even do that part of my own work. Well, we talked about it last time about the fact that I hadn't done it, but. The Bo- the new Bill Miles video, Junk Films. Yes. Did you watch it this time? I just watched it. Oh, I, I, like literally before we recorded, I just watched it on my TV because I'm classy. Well, heck yeah. Uh, you you had me listen to a song about catching ducks. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I which I enjoyed quite a bit. It's called How to Number Two by Axis of Awesome. The phrase How to Number Two I thought was gonna be a lot more dirty. I thought it was gonna be a poopy one. That's what I thought. Yeah. But no. Uh, you also have Adventure Day. Yeah, let's and... talk about the the video you just watched. Don't Hell yeah, me. literally just watched it. What do you this think? Is fresh dude? on the noggin. Fresh on I the think brain. I don't. It's it's a cool concept, right? Sort of taking these things. Just a, a brief summary if, if you haven't seen the video, which you probably haven't, listeners. You should check it out. I'll, I'll link it in the description below. Like and subscribe. Uh, it's Bo Miles basically had a bunch of these films that he started throughout the years, and just they weren't working. You know, they weren't good. Uh, and he sat down and watched him and talked about him, basically, what wasn't working, and, and I I could relate to that. I have a lot of, you know, films and, and, and different projects like that that I've started and, and just, for whatever reason, didn't finish some of it because I just lost interest, some of it because they were narrative films and actors are hard to come by when you're high school students who also are trying to live lives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, all the high school drama that comes from that. Uh, and as we both know, there was a lot of high school drama in high school. I don't know how much you went through. I feel like you were on the you were, you orbited a lot of drama. I don't know how much drama you yourself. I was I was a satellite to it. Yeah, I didn't really get too involved. I think most of the time I did create some of my own drama, but that's how it goes. Um, not I'm trying to man. I, I'm on a different gear right now. I'm not thinking about no. That's right. I I'm, I was trying to like skip over the rabbit hole <laughs> okay cool sort cool. of like hit a ramp over, like address it ramp over it a basically smooth glide over the uh, yeah. yeah good good call um but yeah he just sort of he i think he had four films that he he had done all like vastly different topics and what, when i read the description i thought what he had done is he had taken all the footage and edited it into one and somehow like made them all relate to each other like one narrative almost yeah rather than the narrative being about the disparate narratives sure what he did is better than the idea i had about what he was gonna do gotcha but it was neat it was cool to see you know the different they all have the different styles too and and to sort of just watch someone sit and be like yeah this this wasn't working because of this it's cathartic in a way yeah to see someone sort of you know put down their own work not put i guess it was putting down but like to be honest about their own work be vulnerable about where they yeah. failed yeah because that's you know we've all been there yeah i just published a book and i find a new typo in it every time i open it up like you know we all make stuff that doesn't work what are what are your thoughts on it? Um, I thought it was pretty cool to kind of see like behind the screen a little bit and be like, "Whoa, this is like what didn't work." He comes out with some super polished stuff, dude, and it looks really good. But like, what do we see that isn't there? 
you know? I, I don't right. Know. Well, he talks about that. He talks about, like, in, in the, the kayak trip one, uh, he talks about, you know, there were, there, there's two different kayak trip ones, but one of them he talks about, uh, he's got a patch on his pants, a huge patch he made out of tape on his pants because they ripped. Yeah. And you can see it in the footage, and he never talks about what happened. And right, he, I want to hear and, that. He cuts there, back right? to him present day, he's like, oh, that that's a story, I should have told that. And the other one, he, he tells a story about going fishing and catching a massive fish, and then the students he was with taking his fishing pole out and just breaking it first time they went fishing. Right. And and sort of being able to give them shit for that, and and, and uh, the relationship, you know, the, the closeness that came from that. And he talks about, like, these are stories that, like, are good stories that I should have focused on and, and didn't. And he talks a lot about finding what the story is, and he, he sort of thinks he missed what the actual story was, or the better story. Well, it's kind of different because, like, with, I don't know, with the films that you've made, you don't have to find the story. You're writing. Right, I've written the story. Where he's a documentary filmmaker, mm-hmm. so he's like trying to find the story in the events that he's making in his life. That's like a whole different thing. I, I don't know. I, I kind of wonder if you would relate to it because you don't have to find the story. You like create it first and then go find but it. But I think there's there you know there's that in writing. Yeah. Even even fiction. You know, I've got films that I've written and have never shot. I've got a, a sci-fi like. Star Wars film I wrote years and years ago that I really never did anything with. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I look back at that now and I look at, you know, I can see what the story I wrote is, but there's little moments that are probably better stories within that larger narrative. And so it's, it's similar, except it's not real. Right. But it's the same idea. And I think documentary filmmaking is really interesting because you can start out, you know, I want to make a film about this thing and then going off in a completely different direction, you know, on, based on something someone said, and that becomes the, the film. And I don't know, I've only, I've made maybe three documentaries in my life, and none of them were things I was particularly, like, passionate about while doing. Hmm. Interesting. Really? I, I, there were assignments. I made one about a buddy of mine, because we had to interview someone, it's about fencing. I mean, it's a good film, and then he's a good friend of mine, but, I mean, it wasn't like I was trying to find a star. I was trying to, I shot it in a day. I was trying to get the A. I got a B. Well. Uh, the other one was uh, about a theater building that they were tearing down on campus. And that that one I had more passion for. But again, when I was making it, I was just trying to turn it in. Which is a different... I mean, that's different from just the way Bo Miles and, and other filmmakers work, where they're just making films to make films. Yeah. Also, I kind of liked the... I don't know, the one that's like... And I just stopped filming. I think it was the one about... The, the pumpkin, pumpkin one? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was a great idea. I had everything set up, but no follow-through. And he still made something of it which kind of makes me think all the short stories i've written halfway or like all the journals that are partially written like all these little bits you can still have some punch out of them even though they're only halfway that's the thing about you know art and and arts maybe a very broad meaningless term but like anything that is created i feel like has this demand to show itself in some way like it it, yeah craves to be put forth in the world in some form whatever form that tends to be and and very rarely is it the original form you intended i think any art becomes something new in the act of making it uh i'm getting very philosophical on this podcast about art but you know that's that's what i studied yeah so i think you know being able to salvage whatever it is you can and to turn it into something anything as long as you've you get to you know it, it's transformative just to make art, but to transform art into a different kind of art is really powerful and cool too. The destruction of art is also art. Yeah. Said a girl in my high school art class. That's very wise. I know, right? What did you think? Like, I, I want to hear more about his technique because I know a lot about the adventure side. I recognize the backpacks and the canoes and the kayaks and like that style of adventure. But I know nothing about how to film it, and that's what I'm interested in. The one that te- I wasn't paying much attention to the technique, except in the first one, the the mini hotel one, yeah. the pod hotel. Yeah. Uh, which, side note, would you want to stay in one of those? Yeah, kinda. I'm I'm kind of intrigued by it. I also think I'd get wildly claustrophobic very quickly. What's the difference between that and a tent, though? Fresh air. Think about it. I mean, yes, fresh air, but like. Daylight. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. But besides that, I mean, it's... Yeah. It's a small, cramped space that you're sleeping in. I don't know. It's a tiny, tiny home. I would I would preferably sleep... It's an itsy-bitsy home. ...in a tent than that. But I also see how those are meant for big pack cities, 
and there's no place mm-hmm. to pitch a tent in the city. It's kind of a cool idea, right? Pay 40 bucks or whatever the Australian equivalent is to, you know, you could go and go on this vacation, solo vacation to go see this city, Sydney in this case. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, the, the film, if you haven't gleaned listeners, is he goes and he stays in this pod hotel. It's just like a space capsule, basically, that he stays in in Sydney. And he makes a vlog out of it. Like, like he, he styles it like a vlog. So he films. It's it, And I, I noticed the technique because it's a lot of YouTube bloggers, and I use that in quotes, uh, sort of follow the same format where it's, you know, the talking to the camera right. and it's the sort of B-roll footage of the journey and, oh, the ticket's being scanned and, oh, there's this, the wide shot of them doing something silly at the airport and, you know, there's the snacks and, you know, it, the conversation with someone whose face we don't see but we see their hands uh, and then we smash cut to them talking to the camera and the place they're going to. It's This is a very common style. And he talks about how he, you know, he wasn't really feeling, like, he, he's not a vlogger. That's not what he does. And I feel like the technique sort of comes across, like, he's he's emulating the the form, the, you know, established guidelines for how one makes a travel vlog, quote-unquote. But that's not the kind of videos that he normally makes. He makes these much more, like, personal, like, like thinking and doing. I mean, the, the you know, these, these backyard adventures. That's what he does. He, yeah, it's a very different there's style. A pur- there's a purpose to what he does most of the time. Right. And like a, a thoughtfulness to it. And vlogging has no purpose. Right. I mean, vlogging is, there's this oh. weird like impartiali- impartiality to a vlog. Yeah. Not even that, impersonality almost. True. They're almost like a meditative like flow throughout the day rather than a... Than a, a you know, focused film, which is what he does. Yeah. I think the other stuff, I mean, the, the kayaking ones seemed like they were far from his normal style, too. They were like these artsy, you know, look at these shots of mm. these beautiful things kind of films. And they were cool shots. Yeah. But that seemed to be what the focus was. And the pumpkin one was a little bit of in the middle where he was doing both. Well, because you said the the one problem with the the other kayak one was that he didn't talk to the camera mm-hmm. in the moment, which was so important to his style. And, uh, that would be new to you and me. Like, that's not, yeah. that's like breaking the wall for you. Which is, I mean, that's a good thing to do, certainly. I, I would like to do more of that. I haven't done anything interesting enough to warrant that kind of video, but. But I think you'd be, do you think you'd be more comfortable with that, with your theater background? Oh, certainly. I, I think I have a knack for talking, especially about myself. Like I can get, <laughs> I enjoy talking about myself far too much. Nice. But that's not that's not the kind of films I like to make. Sure. I'm a narrative guy. Then, I'm a fiction narrative guy. Narrative is a, everything's a narrative. Correct. Even even this, you know, this we're spinning a narrative right now. I'm spinning a narrative about myself. Yeah, his stuff is just so inspirational. Sometimes I'll I'll go back and watch his other things just to feel a kick in the butt to go do something adventurous, and that's really important. Absolutely, I got to do more adventurous stuff. I've just not been in the mood for it. Yeah. I've been in the mood for it. I just haven't had the energy for it. Sure. Sure. Being of which, I got out for a big adventure day yesterday. Yeah, tell me all about it. Um, I've been kind of on this, like, adventure race theoretical kick. I haven't, like, done an adventure race in a while, but... Or, like, an orienteering race. But... And the, for, for the un, uninitiated, what is an adventure race? So an adventure race combines at least... It combines multiple disciplines of self-powered travel to connect points in a navigationally challenging way to see who can get the fastest time. So in like a classic adventure race, usually there's biking, there's running, and there's some sort of boating, whether that's like kayaking or canoeing. And you're trying to navigate to these different points and check into the checkpoints and come back to the, the finish in the fastest time. I want, I've been wanting to do that for a while. Like This is like a thing that really drives me. But I don't have a bike, which is kind of a bummer. Um, and I need other people to do it with. So I was talking about this idea. And, and really, the kernel of the idea didn't even come from me. It was a friend of mine who wanted to do all three in one day. And I was like, I am so on board with that. That's also my dream. So we made it happen yesterday. We did six miles of biking, about like a mile of kayaking or, yeah, kayaking and canoeing. And then we spent some time playing around with the boats, learning how to roll them. I practiced flipping over my canoe with the airbags inflated. Um, 
which is really tough. I think that's probably the part I'm feeling the most sore from. And then it was like four miles of trail running, three or four miles of trail running. Sounds awesome. So it was like a super epic day. We had lunch in between, hanging out with some awesome folks, uh, went back home and made some tacos. Like it was just a blast. Oh yeah. That's fantastic. Um, and I'm not super experienced in, in gravel biking, but my friend is really into it and he showed me and like shared his thing. Um, and my other friend is really into kayaking. So he kind of shared his thing. Um, it was great. It was a great, like sharing plus endurance kind of combo, which was great. So that was my day yesterday. I woke up really sore today, which feels good. So I didn't do much today as far as physical stuff goes, but, um, I'll, I'll get back at it tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, it was a really fun day. It was cool. That sounds awesome. I spent yesterday playing video games and reading a book, so it was not as, as, uh, adventurous as yours was, but. And I'm feeling very inspired to map out my own adventure race, combining those three disciplines in a similar area to where we were and kind of make it like, like that was kind of like the practice run. Mm-hmm. See if we can do all three things in a day, get ourselves kind of sore. Now it's it, like, I, I want it to be like an official thing not official official but like you know have some more purpose behind it you guys would do it as a race like the winner has to buy everyone drinks and dinner or the the loser has to buy everyone <laughs> drinks and dinner yeah, i suppose it'd be the loser um maybe but i think it'd be super interesting because all three of us were the trifecta like i'm really into trail running my friend's really into biking and my other friend's really into canoeing and ki- or kayaking more so it'd be a pretty even draw i feel like to whoever would I would do terrible at the biking section but then again I'd probably do really good at the running section I don't know it, it, it'd be super interesting to see and that's kind of why I want to follow through in it so this is sort of the outdoorsman's equivalent of uh, a theater kid triple threat what's a theater kid triple threat you're a singer you're an actor and you're a dancer wow I'm not a triple threat are you like a double threat double threat doesn't have quite the same single threat I'm just a threat. Just the, just the one threat? I'm a double threat, I suppose. Okay. I sing, I act. I mean, I dance. I'm not, I'm not like a dancer. I, you know, I break out the old, like, staying alive Bee Gees every once in a while. Yeah. All the time. That's my go-to, That's actually. And, and the classic, like, dad at a barbecue kind of thing. Dad at a barbecue. These dance moves are making great uh, content for the podcast. You're doing great, man. The listeners can see how, how good of a dancer I am. Doing great. We'll say that my dance moves are a hit amongst, like, summer camp children. <laughs> when uh, Teach Me How to Dougie comes on, so you do the Staying Alive dance for the entirety of Teach Me How to Dougie. That's a, that's a hit. Class. I had the whole camp doing that with me at one point. Uh, not so much with little kids who, who demand you stop dancing the second you do anything. Stop dancing. So you have to dance more to embarrass them. That's the rule. That's fine. That's how it goes. Well, yeah. So that was a good adventure day. I'm, I'm looking, more, looking forward to more of those. Hoping to go on. An adventure. I, so I'm hoping if I can get a long weekend in, I can muster up some energy to go for another canal bike ride and just sort of go for a while. The problem with the ride on the canal is there's not like a convenient or a, a obvious like turnaround point. Right. I mean, Albany. <laughs> that is that is where I turned around last time. <laughs> uh, and it is where the canal ends. So you'd have to find a new canal. There you go. Uh, or dig your own, I guess. DeWitt Clinton did it. Dig your own. Folly or not. Um, but I'd like to do that again. I really enjoyed that last time. Problem is I rode 35 miles because I didn't want to stop. Uh, and you know, 35 mile bike ride's a great ride, but it's a lot of, uh, a lot of pedaling. Yeah, dude. I had not been on a bike in a long time and it felt really good. I mean, it's a different type of biking than I was used to. Hmm. Like a, a more used to like mountain biking opposed to the, you used, uh, you used to ride around town all the time. You were the bike guy. Oh, I I'd, go, I'd just go out like with my mom to get groceries and we'd see you on your bike going who knows where. Yeah. But that was the Isaac way. It, it really was. I felt good biking around, but it was different than like gravel biking on a forest road. I, I don't know. It, it's just a word biking around town. I don't know it with a mountain bike. That's like pretty heavy and kind of small for my size now. I, I don't know. It, it's just different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a good workout, and, and that's what I was looking forward to. Biking's a, a really good workout. I, I forget how, like, whole body it is sometimes until I really go on a bigger ride. I didn't ride my bike. I basically, from, from high school through the whole of college, I 
think I rode a bike maybe twice. Really? In the entirety of that four year. Well, my college, I didn't bring my bike to college. Yeah. I maybe rode an exercise bike every now and then, but that's not really the same at all. Mm. That's sitting in a sweaty gym watching CNN with <laughs> laggy subtitles. It's not the same at all. It's not the same. Uh, and sometimes Fox News, but I tried to sit furthest from that TV. Sure, sure. Um, but I, in, in quarantine, I hopped on my bike quite a bit, mostly just to go like from A to B, but sometimes I went on rides. And it's, it's sort of interesting how it, it feels so normal so quickly, and then there's like a, a threshold you cross where suddenly your body just starts hurting again because you haven't done it in so long. Hmm. Where like the, I don't know if you rode long enough to, to reach that, but like around mile seven, I found when I, the the newness and excitement of it wears off, and then you realize how much it hurts to sit on a bicycle seat for that long, and to sort of hunch over your pedals, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel the same about running though. Occasionally, like running feels, uh, you know, it it gets gets to you, or or you get into that rhythm, you know. I don't really run, but I I I believe you. I did run like three miles one afternoon in college because I didn't want to write a paper. So you ran from it? Yeah, literally. I mean, <laughs> literally. I guess I've done the same thing. That makes sense. I don't know if I've ever told this story. I So I ran, it was on a treadmill. I didn't, it was like February in Ohio. So running outside was sort of a challenge. Okay. Um, but I put on just like a playlist on Spotify, like random music. Uh, it was like rock music. Cause I thought that would pump me up. And the song, when I decided I was going to just be done, the song that was on was Rocket Man. Rocket and I decided Man. when Rocket Man ended, I would be done with my run. But the thing about Rocket Man is it ends for about two minutes where you think it's going to end and then he comes in with one more and I think it's going to be a long, long time. Think it's gonna be and then it starts to fade and then he comes in again with another one and it just keeps ending over and over for a good two minutes. So this run, and I thought I was at the end. I like loosened up. I like got ready to go and then Ellen John kept going and it was it was a long, long time. Good old Elton John. That's my that's that's my really only running story that I have to share. I haven't really ran a whole lot like like listening to music. I feel like that's just not a thing that I really do. I don't know. I wouldn't unless I was in a gym. Yeah. I don't need to hear my own labored breaths. I can drown them out. Fair enough. That's for the people on either side of me to to hear. I should go back to the gym. I've got a free Y membership. I should use that. Yeah, dude. Is does your Y have a pool? I can't ever go back to that pool. Uh, I guess that's true. I mean, I could. I just... The shame. Not even the shame. Just, like, be uncomfortable. Yeah. My apartment has a pool. Oh, really? It, it closed today, though, so... What? Why did it close today? Because that was when the season ended. I wonder if you could see... There he is. Oh, hey, buddy. Is it an outdoor pool? Yeah. Oh, so that would explain it. It's getting to be fall. Bye, Pippin. It really is getting to be fall, man. Which... Sort of snuck up. I feel like August, I blinked and August just happened. I say that every month, but August especially felt like it just whooshed by. August slipped away. So never like mind. Dream. I was referencing Taylor Swift. I don't know if that was... Really? Which one? Yeah, there's a song called from Folklore called August. You know... August I... slipped away. It was... Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't listened to that album in a while. I really need to Lord. put it on and like clean the house or something. Yeah, it's not a good, like, going places album. That's kind of the vibe, I feel like. Yeah. What, 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 what Taylor have you been listening to? Again, mostly her older stuff. I got 1989 CD a couple weeks ago. Classic. So that's been living in the car. Um, Speak Now, and I forget what the other one is. What else is on our list here? What else we got going on? Uh, oh, you wanted to talk about grad school. Oh yeah, I'm thinking about going to. I've been thinking about going to grad school. I look started looking seriously into it. Oh sweet, because I feel like there's two reasons to go to grad school, and they, they there's a there's a middle area of the Venn diagram, but most of the reasons are you don't want to be a real adult yet, real adult. <laughs> okay. Or, you know, you you want to keep pursuing something specific, mm-hmm. and usually there's crossover, but I feel like specifically this past year, there's been a lot of going to grad school because the alternative is. The COVID world. Mm-hmm. But I, I I miss being at school and, like, learning. I want to be a teacher, so I kind of can't just wing that. I do need to, you know, go to school. Yeah. 
So I started looking into that. It made me really excited to be like, that's much looking at tuition rates. That didn't make me super excited. What would you want to teach if you could teach them? English. Yeah. I'd want to be like, I want to do what, what you know, some the, one of the English teachers in our high school did where he taught English and also like directed the musical and... and mm. No, I, I wouldn't want to coach football like he did. That's a weird crossover to direct a, a, a musical and to also be the football coach. Like, yeah. Like, that's that shouldn't be allowed in terms of just, like, the universe. Uh, you know, that, that's got to be, like, some uh, Disney Channel original movie football coach. I think that's just High School Musical, but, like, turned inside wants out. To, yeah, it's the, the teacher side. Of my things. head's in the game and my heart's in the song. Yeah. How did he find time for all that, that man? Uh, he didn't go to class. He had a family. Troy Bolton? No, the 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 teacher we're talking about in high school. Yeah, he had family. How's he got time for all that? I guess the football season and the theater season don't really overlap all that much. Because the theater, the musical was in February. You don't play football in February, right? No. Not, I mean, professional football might. I feel like the yeah. Super Bowl is usually in February. Not that I've ever watched a Super Bowl. But the Super I Cup. Seen the Super Duper Cup. The big one, the big cup. Yeah, that's what I'd want to do. That'd be cool, man. Maybe like a film studies course as an elective where we watch movies and talk about them. That would be nice. That would be sweet. That's what I want to do in life, really, is just watch movies and talk about them. But I guess that's being a film critic. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, but I'd have to get like a journalism degree, too, if I wanted to do that, probably. Yeah, one of my mentors in, in college made it really clear that like, it, it's good to go to grad school when you know what you specifically want to specify. Right, rather than just going and farting around for a while. Nothing wrong with farting around, but that's sort of what undergrad is for. Right, but you're going to come out with it with a really specific degree. So use it to your advantage right. to go in for exactly what you want to do in life. Not saying you can't change careers, but like... Still. No, but it's good to get a foothold. And there's a lot of grad programs that like for teachers specifically that sort of set you on a path to getting certified, you're not going to get certified through a grad program. Really? You're going to get a, a degree, but they'll, you know, you're on the right path, and there's probably, it leads to a certification test. I don't know, teacher certification in New York feels seems complicated. I've done a slight bit of research. I mostly, I've, I'm sure I've talked about this before, I just need, I like the idea of summers off. I need that so badly, I've realized. Right. To have like a prolonged time off. And I could make films or, or write books or, or any of that, but that's been... That's been my past like week is just looking at different schools and what's cool is tuition when you're an in-state student looking at state schools way cheaper than than a private liberal arts school off <laughs> in uh, bumfuck Ohio. Isn't that funny how that works? I mean, not like it's not cheap, but it's sure tens of thousands of dollars difference, which is a nice change. Are they going to stay closer to where you're at? Yeah, I'm looking at stuff, you know, nearby. A couple SUNYs. SUNY. I'd probably have to move, which is fine. Like. Move apartments or like move city? Like move cities, depending on what the school was. Yeah, I, I like the thought. There's a there's a SUNY SUNY Brockport is on the Erie Canal, and it's got nice. a really good teaching English program. Nice. Uh, and rent is cheap. It looks like. Yeah, Brockport seems like a pretty uh, low cost of living type of place. So I think if I could move there, that would be that'd be nice. Just sort of trying to figure out what's next. You know, I, I I'm here for another year. Well, less than a year now. But I just like I got I can't I'm you've you've got your plan your big canoe trip, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm trying to find that for me and I it might be grad school. Sure. I just I I've said this several episodes in a row. I feel like I'm stagnating and I, I'm losing my mind. Isn't it? Do you feel any? I I was going for a walk earlier tonight and I kind of feel scared about like the the time. Like man, I feel so old, but I'm really not that old, and I need to tell myself to relax sometimes. But I feel like I need to get on with it. But I, yeah, that's a very risky thing to to uh, to want sometimes. I don't know. I feel old a lot, and part of that is I work with five year olds. Yeah, that's not a that's not a zing against my coworkers, listeners. I'm a daycare no, I got teacher, uh, and part of it is you know I I am probably a little too active on social media, hmm. and I see all these people who are off like doing things like hanging out with friends or going camping with their friends and. I feel like I've settled down too quickly. Not, I mean, I haven't settled down. I just work a job. I don't know. I feel like I've I've become a very like, my work is my life kind of person accidentally, hmm. and that, that's not what I wanted to be this young. Also, the the school I attended undergrad at just started their new semester, and they posted a. They always have all the 
the new like the freshman class posed in a picture in the shape of the graduation year. It's the class that's starting right now graduates in 2025, and that made me feel very old. That is kind of weird, huh? Like 2025 being a year that people are gonna that are in college are gonna graduate, and there's people who are seniors now who I remember as sophomores because they were sophomores when we graduated, and I feel like not two years have passed between then. I don't know. Because nothing's happened. I don't know. I... It'll be cool. It'll be an interesting experience, I should say, when the teachers that we had no longer work there and we know no longer anybody at the college. And it's just the same buildings and essence of the place. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think about where my parents went to school and, like, it's not a huge part of their life anymore. Or didn't your parents – did your parents meet in college? Yeah. It's weird. And not weird. Like, that's a very common thing. But – if they go back there, nobody that goes there now will they have known, and probably none of their mm. professors or anybody are going to be there. You know? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I was thinking about that with, with my camp, because pretty much the whole staff has changed at this point. Yeah. Because the staff I was close with are, you know, living adult lives now because they're in their late 20s and are doing stuff with their lives. Sure. And also, a lot of the staff there were my campers a couple years ago. Yeah. Like, they is, were the, the yeah. CIT kids, and now they're staff and that's very strange to me yeah but it's sort of this this paradigm shift not paradigm shift i'm not a liberal arts student anymore i can't use phrases like paradigm shift <laughs> in a conversation yeah. but it's you know it's 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 a new generation we yeah. are the old one yoda uses a quote in one of the star wars movies that you know the, the next generation to them we are what they grow beyond like we are one corners st- we're one stepping stone and they're going up to the next stair hmm. he's he's talking about teacher like teaching specifically but oh right it's an interesting concept nevertheless we want our people below you know the people younger than us to, do to, better to be better than us yeah. yeah the padawan has become the master that phrase comes right before the padawan murders his master so yeah well or not murder he obi-wan sacrifices himself nobly no it does oh Okay, uh, somehow I was thinking about the one on the lava place. No, Obi-Wan wins that duel decisively and cuts his best friend in half. Sure. No hesitation. I think I, I think I was reading on Reddit somewhere that that controversial, I think it was under like controversial uh, movie opinions, but it was that that is the longest sword fight battle in film history. I wouldn't be shocked. Sword yeah. fight, so that that's, I think about this a lot because I wrote a trilogy of fantasy films where there was a lot of fighting and... Sword fights are not that exciting to have extended sequences of on film. Yeah, they are. Only if you, only if they're, it, the sword fight itself There's is not the interesting lava part. Lava shooting everywhere. And I'm not people flying. I'm not talking about stuff. the specific Anakin versus Obi Wan duel. I'm talking about like two people hitting sticks together. If you look at the yeah. the scene I'm talking about from the original Star Wars on the Death Star, where they're just oh, poking sure. each other, that's a good. Those they, we'll use that as our two bookends, right? Yeah. So when we see that duel. It's 1977. The prequels have not come out yet. George Lucas has, you know, a binder somewhere full of Jar Jar Binks lore, but he hasn't revealed that to the public yet. And, you know, mm-hmm. we see these two, you know, we see this old man, Sir Alec Guinness, like a, a well-regarded actor, fight a big spaceman, and they just poke each other. That's not very exciting. That lasts maybe a minute. Well, that's when things, they, they couldn't, they had certain limitations with the lightsabers. There was no way they could they could do a battle as intense. You know? Right, that's what I'm saying. But that's like, we'll, we'll use that as our basic, like, this is the sword fight. Okay. On the other end of the spectrum, 30 years later, we've got Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Two arguably charismatic, tal- talented actors in front of a green screen, wailing on each other with metal sticks, with lava and... and dramatic you know we've we've seen their their whole backstory right now we know how they met and what their relationship is and what this fight means we have no idea what the fight between vader and obi-wan means in 1977 but in 2005 there's a lot more yeah that's a good point so the sword fight by itself uninteresting what makes a sword fight interesting is is the stakes and the other sword fight that i'm thinking of is from the princess bride uh-huh where uh, there's two in that film that are obviously the more famous one is Inigo Montoya versus the Six Fingered Man, where he repeats, you know, my name's Inigo Montoya. You've killed my father, prepared to die over and over until he kills the guy. Uh, great scene. But the other one Surprise. is when Inigo Montoya fights um, Wesley, and they're they're just bantering the whole time. And that sort mm-hmm. of fights less dramatically interesting, 
but the banter is yeah. the star of that, right? So all these sword fights that we we see is really interesting. The sword fight is not the interesting part. The problem I had when writing my sure. films was I this I thought the sword fight was interesting in itself, but ultimately, Riders Legacy ends my film Riders Legacy ends with a ten minute dialogue list sequence of two 12-year-olds hitting each other with plastic swords. <laughs> and it's not interesting to watch. When you put it like that. So you have to, you know, you have to infuse it with something. For sure. There's my storyteller wisdom of the night. No, that makes sense, dude. That kind of spins back to what we are talking about before with Bo Miles. You got to find the story in it, you know? You got to find, like, the reason behind it. It's like, you know, you, you can... Let, let's use a, a, a rock slide as another example. You're off on a hike... Rock slide happens. You step out of the way. This is a small rock slide, obviously, because you're stepping out of the way. You say, oh, cool, a rock slide, and you go on with your day. That's one story, right? A rock slide happened, not that interesting. But up at the top of the hill, Inigo Montoya is dueling, dueling you know, the Dread Pirate Roberts up at the top, and they sword fight, and that causes the rock slide. That's the same story, right? Or it's the same event, but it's a different story. So it's, it's finding the stories within a story. That's sure. what art is, or that's what narrative art is. I don't think we. I, I think we're. I at least I'm saying a lot of things that don't necessarily. Uh-huh. There's no like connective tissue really. They're just all. It's it's yeah. like a, one of those like crime boards where there's a bunch of photos tacked together. <laughs> there's, there's the pieces of string connecting them all. That's what I'm doing with all these things that I'm saying. They're all about storytelling, right? But there's. And I just put this board up for no reason. Like this was not. We didn't. This. This was not led up to in some way, as far as I can remember. I just have started ranting about storytelling and putting up my thumbtacks and pictures of, well, of men in trench coats from security cameras for whatever reason. True. Uh, you, you know it's a good way to uh, shake all that off and kind of rinse off, if you will, the, the confusion from your, your uh, <laughs> weird crime board? Isaac, I think I just need to take a cold shower. Uh, yeah, some shower thoughts. Um, this one I read uh, around the same time that you were talking about the rock slide, and I thought it was funny. The Falling Rocks road sign is less of a warning and more of a reminder to be lucky or die. Yeah, I always see those signs and, like, what are you going to do? Yeah, it, it, very applicable. I've been lucky thus far. I don't want to jinx my chances, but... Yeah. Unless, you know, the earth is the falling rock when you think about it. Or just falling through space. <laughs> You're not stuck in traffic. You're participating in traffic. <laughs> I like that one. That reminds me, we used to have a saying in college whenever we'd go to like an event where there was free pizza, or like free we'd say, it's not free, it's included. <laughs> I like it. Uh, that, that's a good way to think about it. Now, one more to round us out. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for a good one. One for good luck. I know, I'm trying to... Oh, people who prefer crunchy peanut butter will tolerate creamy peanut butter. But people who prefer creamy peanut butter will refuse crunchy. Do you find that to be true? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a crunchy peanut butter guy. Can I ask you a question about peanut butter? Go ahead. What makes it crunchy? I can't... I've never had peanut butter. Well, I've never, you know, eaten enough peanut butter to what? have it. I'm allergic. I almost died, remember? Oh, right. It's that there's whole peanuts in it. What? Sometimes, like, chunks of peanuts. What? So, like, this is ridiculous that you went through your whole life. When would I have known? It's a substance that will kill me. Dude, okay, creamy peanut butter is, When I think of peanut butter, I think I picture creamy. Just straight up, like... Do you, like, know the consistency of peanut butter? Yeah, I've had sun butter. I've had, you know, I've had similar items. Now, I wonder if they make crunchy sun butter. Whoa. They probably do. Anyway. I'm sure they do. It's the same yeah. concept as a seed. Or a crunchy Nutella. I'm gonna... Well, you, you describe this to me. I'm looking it up. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, the peanut... Crunchy peanut butter is, like, smooth peanut butter, but they add either whole peanuts or, like, ground-up peanuts. But, I mean, peanut butter is ground-up peanuts, but minced peanuts. To give you a more specific term, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's like a texture to it. It's not just like peanut butter texture. It's crunchy. They do. Usually it doesn't make a satisfying crunch sound in your mouth, but it's like a. A little, little more bite to it. Yeah. Not even bite, like a 
I, I sort of, I can imagine what you mean. They do make crunchy sun butter, by the way. I couldn't find crunchy Nutella, but I did find crunchy cookie butter. Cookie? Yeah, Trader Joe's is the, the big place that I, I know makes it. It's it, it's sort of, if you can imagine, um, imagine a snickerdoodle, but peanut butter. Like the consistency of peanut Whoa. butter, but the taste of a uh, snickerdoodle. That's how I would describe cookie butter. I assume, I've not. That'd be too sweet. The amount of peanut butter I've eaten in my life has never been enough to like stick to the roof of my mouth. It's been enough to have me taste peanuts, go, oh shit, and then have to, you know, fix that one way or another. Yeah, fair enough. One way or another, all bleeding stops eventually. <laughs> another shower thought. Oh, I had, I, I came up with a shower thought last week. Oh, an Ethan original. I wasn't in the shower when I came up with it, though, so I don't know if it's an authentic shower thought. I was at work during nap time. It's okay. Which is maybe the work day equivalent of a shower. Tell me about it. Telling someone... I'm tired is the human equivalent of a battery low indicator. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure if it had been in the shower, it would have been even more profound. But sort of a shower, a knockoff shower thought. Makes sense. And with that, I think, you know, we, we wrap it up. Do you want to tell the listeners where they can find us? Um, find us on the subreddit shower thoughts, r slash shower thoughts. We're always uh, lurking. Spelled T H O U G H T S. Yeah, definitely don't Google the other spelling. Or, I mean, do if you want. Don't drag us into it. A little slide joke in there for uh, our millennial friends, the boomers. That one's gonna go way over your head. Uh, that's it. That, that's the only place that's you can where you find, find us. us. Do we all. have an email, Isaac? Um, it is showerthoughts at nocondiments.com. <laughs> So you can email us at nocondiments at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at KetchupCast to see fun memes. Uh, happy Halloween, probably, by the time this episode comes out. Uh, Ooh, spooky. Maybe. We should, I think we should do a spooky-themed episode this year, by the way. Oh, yeah. We didn't last year. No, we had like an inadvertently spooky one after the fact when you were hearing weird noises around your apartment, and then I had mice. You're right. Uh, we did. But that, that was not intentionally a Halloween-themed episode, and it did come out like the third week in November. So... I think this year we commit to Halloween. And yeah. we, I guess, dress up in costumes and eat candy on a podcast? I don't know. I don't know what we'd, we'll we see. talk about Halloween's past. I don't know. Uh, thank you for listening, listeners. Episode 52 of Ketchup Cast. Uh, you can find us in all the places we said. Shower thoughts and, and all that good stuff. Uh, and, yeah. Hope you're hanging in there. Right. Hope you got vaccinated. If you didn't, you're dumb. Get vaccinated. That's all I got. I'm Ethan. Later, taters. Later, taters.